let's go to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Amen. Love wins. Amen. Love wins. Amen. My iPad decided it's going to have a little snooze, so we're going to, there we go. We'll just switch gears and do another gear. Not another sermon, <laughs> another gear. <laughs> My dad always told me there's more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> Eyes awful, I know, which is terrible. Yeah. We've been working our way through the book of Ephesians. And strategically, there's a reason why a, the Holy Spirit has just told me go through this book in its entirety. And um, so we're up to chapter four. If you're new with us or online or in person, we do welcome you all in person, but also our online audience. We welcome you in the name of the Lord. And um, all the uh, series are on our YouTube channel, our Facebook channel and our website as well. And um, I also try to put a little plug in there on the Wednesday night online Bible study. But I, I really believe that as much as the church needs to grow, the church also needs to grow. You get what I'm saying? We can grow numerically, and I'm thankful for what God is doing and how he's blessing us in this season. But we also need to grow, right? Those men and women that are signed up for the Canadian military, I can promise you they're not sitting around in their camps waiting for a war to start. They're training. They're growing. They're growing the skill. I was out uh, doing some of my favorite hobby stuff yesterday and stuff that you don't have to think much about. And I had my old bush saw and I was doing some yard work and I was really proud of myself because I, I bought this new blade for him. I know this is probably boring to you, but to me, this is exciting stuff. All right. So bear with me. <laughs> but as I bought this blade for my bush saw and I had to put it on the first time I ever did something like that. So I installed it, got it all going. And as I was sawing, I, this little thought come to my mind. The sharper the saw, the easier I've got to work. The sharper the saw, the easier I've got to work. And you say, well, there's no spirituality to that. There sure is. The sharper the sword, the sharper I am in the Holy Spirit. And I'm just mowing along, and within about 8 to 10 minutes, I've got a whole ditch cleaned up because the blade's really sharp. Now, if I put a dull blade on that, I'd be grinding and burning, giving I'd be all wore out and sore today, hardly move around, no energy, Linda, whatsoever. And uh, I'd be a mess. Sharper the sword, the easier the work. Amen? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Paul said it this way, right smack dab in the middle of this book. He says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you earnestly to encourage you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. Bearing with one another in love. One passage put us this way, or interpretation put us this way, tolerate one another in love. You ever get home from work some days and say, I can hardly tolerate that foolishness. And the foolishness isn't the work. The foolishness is the one beside you. <laughs> maybe it's from church. Hope to goodness not. But maybe you go from home from church and say, I don't know if I can tolerate that ever again. Paul said, tolerate. Tolerate. Bear. I'll put it in Charlotte County terms. 
put up with. Father, we love you and we thank you for your word. It's forever settled in heaven. I, Heavenly Father, pray that you speak to our hearts today because we know one thing for sure, love wins. So, Father, hide us behind Calvary's cross. Help us today. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, this interesting passage, and I'll sort of go back a little bit to last week. If you was an English writer and you were trying to set a context for roles and responsibilities as a Christ follower, you might want to preface and put this passage in chapter 1, verse 1, not smack dab in the middle of the book. But Paul, being led by the Holy Spirit, knew that for us to get this, we had to understand who we are and where we are in Christ. If we do not have a revelation and an understanding of how Jesus sees us, we will never get Ephesians 1, 2, and 3, let alone live up to the asking and the commandments of chapter 4, verse 1, 2, and 3. It's a huge call. And all the above, the, the forbearing and the working together and the lowliness and the gentleness and all the stuff that we talked about a few weeks ago was predicated on the reality of love. I'm not talking about a, a love that is um, what have you done for me lately and as long as you do what I say and think what I say, I'll love you. But the moment that you cross me, I'm going to write you off. That's not love, right? This love, even if you go back and as you remember, the New Testament's written in the Greek, this word love here is agape love. It's unconditional love. It's regardless of what you've done to me lately or for me lately, good or bad, I'm going to love you anyway. It's predicated on the fact that we can walk in the realm of the Holy Spirit 24-7, walking in His love. Therefore, I can absolutely work with my church family. I can bear with you in love. I'm not thinking about love. I'm not reading about love. I am in love. Well, of course I'm in love with Jesus. Look what he's done for me. He died on the cross. He shed his blood. He healed my body. He set me free. He done all these things for me. And that's awesome and great. But are you in love with your church family? Are you bearing with each other in? In is an active word. It's a verb. It's I am moving forward and I'm not stopping. I am in. I'm not around. I'm not thinking about it. I'm going to sit back and see what you do for me lately kind of love. No matter what you say to me or don't say to me or what you've said about me or have not, guess what? I am in love with you. Why is this a big deal? Because you and I live in a culture, what have you done for, for me lately? It's called filial love. That's where we get the city of Philadelphia, the city of love. But that's just what have you done for me lately? A very surface, but Paul's saying here that we can bear with one another in love. Now that's a big word, isn't it? How many times, and we've got to be honest with ourselves, have we found ourselves that sometimes you just can hardly bear it anymore? Let's face it, we've all been there. We've all, we've all had that. If, 
you're taking notes this morning, I'll submit to you this this morning, that bearing with one another love is not an option. Ouch. I hit 94 toes. Bearing with one another is not an option. What do you mean by that? If I'm a Christ follower, and I have the power of the Holy Spirit guiding me and directing me and motivating me and empowering me, we are his representation. And I made up my mind that love is not an option that I'm able to trigger on or trigger off depending on how I'm feeling or thinking that day. Love is not an option in my books that depending on how, you know, you treated me in the last 30 or 60 or 90 or 120 days is how I'm going to respond to you. Paul's saying we will bear with one another. That means regardless of pedigree, race, background, relationship, I made up my mind for the church to be an awesome success in Charlotte County, in Atlantic Canada, in Canada and the world, that the church must love one another. I love what the local churches are doing in the county, not just what we are doing. I love our local pastors. I love our local congregations. I love our local worship teams and so on. What I'm saying is this is, Lord, if I'm struggling in that department, I want you to put me in love. Amen? Why do we have such high levels of segregation around this world and polarization like we never laid eyes on because love in this world is predicated on the weather and the atmosphere, what's going on in the media. That is not of God. God's not interested in polarization. He's not interested in this massive group way over here and another group way over here and a bunch of people in the middle scratching the head trying to keep everybody happy. God's saying, you know what? We're together in love. There's only one circle. There's only one church. There's only one God. Amen? And when you realize that, you know what? I made up my mind. Love is not an option. I am in love with the people of God, and the people of God are in love with me. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8 says it this way. Above all, that means everything. Keep loving one another earnestly. You mean above playing guitar and singing and teaching Sunday school and doing youth and carting people back and forth to church and running planning center and doing lyrics and doing media? Above all that, above the coffee shop and greeting people at the door and following up with people all through the week? You mean above all that? Above all! If your only ministry in the house of God is to love people, you've got one of the most powerful and influential ministries in the house of God. Amen. Why? Since love covers a multitude of sin. I got another old hymn. I'm sorry, but I got an old hymn in my head that Brother McKean used to sing. It says, love lifted me. Love lifted me. It's amazing when somebody comes in through these doors. It doesn't even have to be on a Sunday morning. They could walk in here this afternoon or tomorrow afternoon, and they walk in, and they say it often to us, wow, I, I feel something different. It's warm. It's comforting about this place. What is it? Love lifts. 
And when love lives, go, amen, go back to your, your teaching on Ephesians chapter 1 and 2. Where are we again? We're sitting in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, amen. We are hidden in him. And what happens is the perfect love that we cannot produce but is produced by the power of the Holy Spirit takes that person that's condemning themselves and beating themselves up. And your love through the power of the Holy Spirit starts bringing them up. It brings them up. It lifts them up. And now condemnation turns into conviction, which the Holy Spirit can work with. And the Holy Spirit reaches down and says, I can do something about that. For there's now, therefore now, no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. And I'll take you from here to here. How? Above all, keep loving one another earnestly. That word earnestly in the Greek means with everything that you've got. Not just not just half the way, not 90% of the way, but absolutely everything that I got right down to the core of my being earnestly. You know what? If I'm going to love you, I'm going to love you like crazy. Amen? I know it's not Valentine's Day, but I'm feeling the love. But you know what? I tell you what will help the churches out across North America. What will help us out is loving one another earnestly. Even when I don't feel like I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to call you. I'm going to text you. I'm going to take you for coffee. I'm going to forgive you when you shouldn't even get forgiveness in my own feelings. But because the power of the Holy Spirit says forgive, I forgive. I let go. And earnestly I'm going to love you. Yeti bitty love bug. Have to throw some laughter and just a little juice of medicine now and then, right? First John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. Remember that. Love is not from Hollywood. It's not from Netflix. It's not from Amazon Prime. It's not in days of our lives. As our world turns, I call it as my stomach turns, love is from God. And whoever loves has, check this out, whoever loves has been born of God. Not only have you been born of God, knows God. Paul said, oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And anyone who does not love, oh, check this out. This is where I'm going to step on some toes again. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Oh, pastor, but that person over there hurt me 35 and a half years ago on August the 14th at 10.31 a.m. I got it written right there, right there. They offended me. We've all been there. And you know what? This is truth this morning. That if you're born of God, you're born again, I'm telling you, you can. I don't care how bad you've been hurt, upset, let down, let go. I don't care. If you're born of God and you know God, anyone can love and forgive and move on. Romans 12 and 10. Love one another. 
for with brotherly affection. Check this out. Outdo one another in showing honor. Now, that outdo there doesn't mean I'm going to get all haughty and all see me, myself, and eyes. I'm not saying that. We just talked about that in chapter 4, verse 1, not to be all uppity up, as it were. But love one another with brotherly affection. I'm going to walk in here today, and my mission is this. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to esteem you higher than myself. I'm going to lift you up. If my only mission this morning is to reach down and edify and grow you and lift you up and encourage you in the power of the Word and the power of the Holy Spirit, mission accomplished. Amen? I will let no devil of hell. I will let no opposition. I will let no barrier. I will let no border. I will let nothing stop me from reaching out and absolutely loving you. And you know what? I'm going to outdo you in showing you love. That's big stuff. The world's in the business of outdoing each other, trying to get another step ahead. But here's how, you know, the world works like this. is like, I'm going to do whatever I can and whatever I can to climb that ladder to get to the top of the mountain. In the kingdom of God, I'm going to push you up and lift you up. And if you've got to stand on my shoulders and stand on my head, if you've got to do that so you can get to the top of the mountain, that's my job. Amen? Loving each other, loving each other is a gift. May I say it to you this way this morning. Anyone and everyone can use an extra smile, an encouraging word, and a helping hand. We probably have all heard this passage once or twice, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 7. Love's patient. It's kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It's not arrogant or it's rude. It does not insist on its own way. Always is quiet in the house of God. It is not irritable or resentful. It's quiet in the house of God. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing. But rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. If you want to know what God, heaven sent love is, get that in your mind, in your heart, and your spirit. That's not just read at weddings to make everybody feel good. Love is a gift that when I give it to you, it's as if Jesus Christ gave it to you. My gift to you today is the love of Jesus Christ, that I believe in you. I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to help you. Colossians 3 and 14 says it this way. And above all these, put on love. Now check it out. Which binds everything together. In perfect harmony. See, a band can play, but they don't. It doesn't mean they're in harmony. Come on in. A band can play along and do their thing, even being the same key, 
and not be in harmony. How do we do this in the spirit realm? How does, well, I got one crowd over here singing lead, and I got one crowd over here singing alto, and I got another crowd over here singing tenor, and then I got another crowd over here singing me, myself, and I. How do we do it? I'll tell you how you do it. Put on love. Put on love. When I walk out of the house today, I put my coat on, I put my shoes on, but I'm putting on love. I'm putting on love. I'm putting it on. I'm not putting on. I'm putting on love. There's a putting on, too much putting on going on in the church. I'm going to say it again because all your heads are watching that door over there. I'm not going to church to put on. There's enough acting going on on the earth now. We must stop the acting. It's okay to be real. It's okay to be honest. It's okay to be caring. It's okay to say, you know what, I'm putting on love. I don't feel like putting on a whole lot, but I can tell you right now, God's class is not drama class. It's the real meal deal. It's not a sitcom. It's not a TV show. It's not just a few series of hoping for the best. But I'm telling somebody today, you can put on love. Here's the neat part about it. When you put it on, it brings everything together. That person that you may not jive with. No, I'm I'm talking to a crowd here today that you get along with everybody, so I'm just letting you know this, all right? But that person you don't jive with well. That person just irritates you at the drop of a dime. When you put on love, they're the first person you run to and say, hey, can I get you a coffee? Can I help you? Can I encourage you? Here, I got a better one for you. You take my seat today. Oh, I noticed she was on the drive-thru this week at, at Tim Hortons. I was at Starbucks, but no, I don't go there either. Well, I sort of go, but I sit in the car, and Bonnie goes in and blabbles off something, and they give up some drink. <laughs> After $18 later and two cups in your hand, right? I'm going to put on love. I'm going to put it on. But here's the word today. And you might give me some juice in this thing because my voice just about shot. Here's what the Holy Spirit's saying to the churches across Charlotte County. Stop putting on. I'm not blaming the congregations for this. I'm blaming the leadership for this narrative that has been set. You have to look a certain way, talk a certain way, be a certain way to be acceptable in the kingdom. You know what I love? I love when people walk through that door and we also can say, just as I am without one plea. And I'll tell you why this is a big deal as we reach to our generations. It's a big deal because the kids that I see on Wednesday night, they don't care where you bought your clothes. They don't care what you look like. But I tell you what, when they walk in and you feed them a hamburger or a hot dog or a pizza from Pizza Shack, (laughs) whatever it is, and you love on them and you get to know their name and you really care about them, 
When you see those kids down Sunday school this morning, you know what? They're not putting on their real as you can ever get. We're trying to reach a generation that says, you know what? I'm not looking for an act. I see it all around me. I'm looking for the real. Put on, put on, put on. Holy Spirit, how do you help us and how do you guide us in these crazy moments of life that we're in right now to bear with one another in love? Here's why it's important. It's imperative. We've got to do it for ourselves. I've always learned in counseling courses I've ever taken and executed you can't love someone else until first you love yourself. I listened to a lot of John Maxwell when I was going to Moncton to pick up Chrissy this weekend. One of his podcasts was this, winning is an inside job. Winning is an inside job. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 8 says it this way. For thus says the Lord of hosts, after his glory sent me to the nations who plundered you. For he who touches you, touches the apple of his eye. The reason I bring that out as we tidy this up this morning is, the reason some folks find it hard to love other folks, is you're finding it hard to love yourselves. And if you struggle in that realm today, that will open up the window and the gate for depression, anxiety, mental disorders, spiritual bombardments of all kinds that aren't healthy to you. But when you look in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm a somebody. I'm the apple of God's eye. I can do anything through the hand of God and the arms of God and the love of God. I was at the Christian Academy just on Thursday morning and I look at the youngest ones to the eldest ones and I get every one of them to repeat after me. I'm somebody. I can do anything. God loves me. God's got a plan for me. And nothing's going to stop us from getting it done. If I'm going to give out love, I've got to make up my mind I am loved. That I am a somebody. That I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. That God loves me. And you know what? A brother that passes to them that Thursday morning. That you were bought with a price. That he saw enough value in you. You was not free. You was not some little toy in a Happy Meal project. But God's got his plan and his heart on you. And he's asking the church to do this. Go with love and give out love and love yourselves. Well, this last scripture I'll give you. In 1 John 4.18 Perfect love Perfect love Casts out all fear There's a lot of fear in this world And sadly Almost embarrassingly That fear has crept into the church And what I'm saying today, if we want to combat that fear, 
If we want to beat that fear, if we want to combat that spirit of fear, it will happen through the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of God's love. Because when God's love is evident, when God's love is manifest, what will it do? It will cast it out. It will cast it out. The word cast in the Greek means I picked up a, a mask and I whipped her. Are you with me? What I'm saying is this. He's saying, cast it, thrust it, get rid of it. Get it out of the house. Get it out of your dooryard. Get it out of your mind. Get it out of your heart. Whatever's going on, love that thing. And love will reach down and say, you don't belong there. You don't belong there. You don't belong there. And love will grab that and throw that as far as the sea is. East is from the west. That's what perfect love does. That's why it's so imperative. Paul says, above all these things, above all these things, what are you going to do? Bearing with one another in love. I wish I had another 45 minutes so I would go a little deeper in this realm, but here's what the Holy Spirit does and the work of the Holy Spirit does. No other, no other program or thing can do this, but the power of the Holy Spirit will bring you in this morning, and your love will reach down into someone's heart, to someone's mind, and you will give them love in the very thing they're fearing. I talk to people, and they're scared of getting cancer. They're scared of getting sugar diabetes. They're scared of getting bankrupt. They're scared of getting a demotion or laid off or fired. There's fear of getting COVID, and there's fear of this, and there's fear of that, fear of something else. Income tax time is coming, and you're fearful of your tax bill. And I could go on. You're fearful of your kids and what's going to become of them, and on and on and on. But I'm telling you right now, when fear is really in the room or in the heart, when perfect love shows up from the heart of the Father, it will will grab that thing right by the neck it will take the life out of that thing and say no sir you have life and you have life more abundantly glory to the living God let's give him a hand clap of praise hand of God stir us today Father, I pray as we all stand together in this auditorium this morning. Father, I pray today that you stir us today. That you provoke us to do good things. That we outdo one another with love and show each other honor. Father, I pray that we show ourselves love. That we show ourselves respect, Father. For then we know we are the very image of the Holy Spirit that works within us. That, Father, when people see us in the highways and byways in this county or this province, Father, I pray they see Jesus. I pray they see the heart of God. I pray they see the voice of God. I pray they feel the love that comes right down from your very heartbeat. That Father says, you know what? This radical, reckless love that goes to no end will cast out fear. And I speak into fear today. Whatever that fear may be, I speak into fear. And I say, love, love, love lifted me. In Jesus' name. Let's just go ahead and worship for a few moments as we get our hearts ready for prayer and to receive something from God today. And let's just believe in our heart. You know what? I'm motivated. I'm motivated. I am motivated by the power of God's love. I am moved by His love. I'm stirred by His love. I'm shaken by His love. Let's just go ahead and worship for a when moment, shall we? deep water He's with you. Know that you will be with me. Yes, Father. When I'm standing in the fire, 
Jesus' name.
Maybe you don't even know about this love that I'm talking about. You would like to know about this love I'm talking about. Because it won't come through human efforts, but it comes through the love of Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you an invitation this morning because you got a family. We're not onlookers. We're not participants. We're not seat fillers. It's called family. And maybe you're in this room today and you say, you know what, I want to get, this, get to know this Jesus. So if I'm going to get past my past, if I'm going to make him move forward, I want to experience that love that that guy's talking about today. This time is for you. This time is for you. Say, how so? You come with us. I'll pray with you. Say, well, do I got to come up to the front? You don't have to, but it's an expression of faith. It's an expression of faith. We'll pray with you. and We'll love on you. And just like that, the power of the Holy Spirit will touch you. He'll turn your world around, and that what was a mess has now become a message. Maybe you're here in this room today and you've been on the journey for a while. Maybe it's been a few weeks, been a few months. We get every, everything in this room you could imagine. But you, you want to get there, but that, that stupid, rotten fear keeps just messing you up. Fear of whatever it may be. Perfect love. Perfect love will cast out that fear. And when you say, you know what, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray you take that fear and name that fear. Whatever that fear is, name it. Say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command that fear to be gone now. The power of the Holy Spirit will do a work that no man can do. The word, the lively, active word of God becomes active in your spirit and your soul and it'll reach down and will grab whatever that fear, whatever the name is over that fear, and it will cast it out. It will cast it out. See your forgetfulness, here it comes. See your forgetfulness, here it comes. It's gone. And the reason a lot of people are held back from what God has put in their heart to be their fullest, complete potential and destiny and purposes is because fear tries to hold you back. And I'm telling someone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, it's time to love over that fear. It's time to say, you know what? I'm going to love my brother. I'm going to love my sister. I'm going to love myself. And that fear is going to be cast out so quickly and so fast. I believe without a shadow of a doubt, I am blood-bought. I'm redeemed. I am the apple of his eye. I understand I'm covered with his blood. I understand his angels are around me right now. I understand I'm sealed by the power of the Holy Spirit. I understand my name is written down in the Lamb book of life I understand that he took my name and he etched it in the palm of his hand I understand that it shelters over me I understand that he shields over me and shadows over me and I am under his hand of care amen and as much push and preaching that I can do I cannot make your move for you no siree, but the Holy Spirit will compel us and draw us and lead us and guide us and He will lead you by those still waters.
and the wars and the storms of life may be surrounding you, but you know what? He'll put you there and the battles are raging and you go down and he'll put that still, calm water there for you. So no, sir, I'm not alone. As we continue to worship this morning, I encourage you today not put you on the spot. I promise you I won't embarrass you. I won't call you out. The Holy Spirit's not in the business of embarrassing people. But the Holy Spirit's in the business of helping people. He's the helper. I, as the old folks in the South will say, I double dog dare you. Take that step of faith today and get out of that seat and form a line right here in front of us. You're going to see the hand of God move. Fear is going. Fear is going. Fear is going. Fear is going. Love's coming in the room. The glory of the power of the Holy Spirit is coming in the room. And when the glory of the Holy Ghost comes in the room, fear is gone, sickness gone, depression gone, anxiety gone. I don't got to drum this thing up and manufacture something and get you all tangled and tidied up and get doodads. I'm just telling you right now, that is the job of the Holy Spirit. That's what He does when He shows up. Let's continue to worship right now because somebody, if you want to get free, now is your time. I am not alone. No, no, I, I am not Thank you, Father. I am not alone. You will go before me. You will never leave me. I am not alone. No, I am not alone. You will go before me. And you, you will never leave me. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. See your light is breaking through. In Jesus' name. The dark of night is Fear gone. Not overtake me. Fear gone. Fear gone. Perfect love. The perfect love. The perfect love. Perfect love. Oh no.
I know the Holy Spirit works as it moves amongst us this morning. 
I'm telling you today that when you walk out of this building, it will be well with your soul. It will be. I don't care if it's cancer. I don't care if it's the past. I don't care if it's a crazy report from the doctor. I don't care if it's a crazy report from your accountant. I'm telling you today, it's well with your soul. It's well with your soul. This is why I said when we started out 25, 30 minutes ago, we, can't, we don't have the time to act anymore. It's time to let the Holy Spirit act. Amen. Let the Holy Spirit do the acting and the directing and the leading and the guiding. And you know what? I'm resigned to that reality today, that Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. So before we go today, I want us to sing it one more time. And I want somebody to sing that in faith and say, you know what? I'm not singing this because that song was written in 1938 with someone going through a hard day and a bad day and they made it through the other side. I'm singing that because I believe it with all my heart. I am well. I am well. Yea, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I am well in my spirit.
believe every word we heard today. One year ago in July, a doctor told me that I had two autoimmune colitis. I was going to die from lung cancer in But let me tell you, that was not a death message to me. That was an eternal life message. No fear. Only that I know that when my time does come, when my father calls me, I will go to live with him in eternal life. The peace that God gives you, folks. You heard it this morning. Don't walk away without that in your soul. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, don't deny it today. I, I remember there was a verse there said, Romans 1.16, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of you know, that's the one that threw me I felt like I was I was ashamed to let people know what was in my heart. The Holy Spirit's there now. He guides and directs. I'm not crying here because of me. Actually my family will verify that I felt no fear about this. It's my ticket home. Okay? Yeah. So I just wanted to share that with all you. If any of you are still reluctant to come forward and let us know that you wanna, want to share this with us, please come now. Don't leave it any longer, okay? You know, since I've got this diagnosis, I can't tell you how many young people have died from it. They were no for joy, right? They were no despair. They're gone now. Your time might be today. Don't, don't neglect the Lord Jesus Christ. Please don't do that, okay? That's the end of my little message. Thank you, For it is well.
pray you're feeling good. And I pray it's just not a feeling, but it's a faith. And it's deep, deep down in there. And when you walk out of here, it ain't going anywhere. That's not proper English, but I don't really care. <laughs> We're going to have a great week. You're going to have an amazing week. Not because I said it, because he said it. Amen. He's with you today. Just go in love. Love yourself. Love one another. We'll see you again. God bless you. Amen.